And once again, it is time for the Reef Lords Pod Academy. This our 21st episode. And uh, we say hello and welcome, as we do each and every time, to Dora Lou. How are you, Dora? Hi, no complaints. How are you, Dave? I am well. We, we, we're recording this on a Friday. Uh, it's a Friday morning, and uh, the weather's great outside. There's some sunshine. So for right <laughs> now, it's good. Great. Right. Now, today, today we're talking about... Uh, Something which I think many people battle with and are stressed and they don't know what it means and how it means. What I'm talking about is levies. So today we're going to do levies 101 with you, Dora. Um, so, you know, it's easy to say we know what the levy is and we know we need to pay for it. But it's kind of a, a little bit of a minefield because... A levy is not the same wherever you go. Uh, and sometimes people will go, oh, but our, my levies are lower than yours or yours are. What is that all about? Uh, you see, levy plays a big role in terms of purchasing properties. And investors or first-time home buyers, they all look at levy figures and, and they're very concerned of, you know, if the levy figures are too high. Yes, it's a valid concern, but I think what you need to be mindful of is that are you comparing Apple with Apple? And does low levy always mean a good thing? You know, does low levy always necessarily mean a good thing? And, you know, maybe this episode will help you to clear some of those clouds. All right. So let's, let's talk about your levies then. So, so talk to me about what they should include. So firstly, I think, you know, all levies should actually include the upkeep of the common property. Common property is sort of defined as anything outside the walls of your property. And it also includes the management, the administration, the insurance of the complex, as well as any facilities within the estate, for example, swimming pool. All right. So in case of sectional title schemes, um, uh, you might you might notice that a, a line item called effluent is uh, is sold on your levy, and that is basically charged on behalf of the um, uh, the municipality uh, on on sewer costs. Mm, and okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So all these, you know, upkeeping and a management admin of the of the complex. Um, uh, all these costs are shared amongst all owners within the scheme and based on the participation quota. So what that means is, well, in the most layman's term, it means the square meterage of your property. Okay. All right. Now, I've heard this question asked before, and I've, somebody's uh, termed it CSOS, and other people have said it's CSOS levy. Um, what is what is the correct term there? Yeah, a lot of our customers have that as well. So we call it CSOS levy. And the CSOS levy, um, well, CSOS is basically the regulatory council for body corporate and HOA in South Africa. And they basically facilitate to resolve disputes between owners and body corporate or HOA. Okay, so, so they're regulatory bodies, ombudsmen. 
All right. And uh, that's why they actually charge a very small levy every month on your levy bill. Uh, I think you're looking at about 10, 20 rands per month. So it's really, really a small amount. All right. And then the next one as well that I've, I've heard mention of is something called the reserve levy. And, and again, this is why it leads to a lot of confusion with some people. Yeah. So reserve levy is very important and, and it is a bylaw to pay reserve levy. Um, that is basically a 10-year maintenance fund that ensures the scheme has sufficient uh, uh, amount in the reserve vault in case of um, extra repairs and maintenance or unforeseen repairs and maintenance arise in the complex. And, you know, by law, you have to have it. And uh, um, a lot of our customers actually are becoming very well aware uh, that you need to look at the financial statements of the complex and just to see whether the financial state is in a healthy condition. And then we would suggest you to um, uh, have a look if there is a surplus or deficit in the levy reserve. That is very important because you're going to know whether the complex is sufficiently maintained and properly managed. And if you see a deficit in the, in the levy reserve, probably things went south. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, which would then stand to reason about low levies not always being a good thing because, you know, if it's very yeah. low, then some stuff might get neglected. I remember when I was, uh, when I was staying in a complex in Midrand, um, I was a tenant, uh, but the owner used to pay all the levies. And um, suddenly they found out that for some reason or another, they had to replace a lot of the major drainage. And there simply, oh, wow. wasn't, there simply wasn't money because uh, the money had been mismanaged, um, which led to all sorts of problems over there. So, you know, low, as you say, is not uh, always the best thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. But... You know, if you talk about, you know, living in a, in a lifestyle center and it's all beautifully landscaped, everything, it does come with a price, doesn't it? <laughs> Definitely it does. And then as you can see in, um, you know, the modern developments, um, in, you know, the very recent residential developments, uh, developers tend to incorporate all those beautiful facilities, uh, great land landscapes. Uh, in the development, and that definitely comes with a higher price tag. Um, you know, for example, if you've got swimming pools, you've got gyms, um, some of it, you know, luxurious estates come with golf courses, um, and, you know, state-of-the-art security systems, they all come with a price, uh, you know, shared amongst the, the, the owners to pay as levies. Okay. so. Um, Whereas if you are buying into a complex with no bells and whistles, uh, with, let's say, relatively low maintenance uh, in terms of base brick walls, and then there's no landscaping, no gardens, then the levies should be a lot lower, you know. And uh, uh, so just to give you a benchmark, in the very, you know, recent years, um, for, secure, uh, for secure residential estate, you should be paying a levy rate around 20 rand per square meter. 
if you've got like a 50 square meter apartment, you should be expecting to pay a thousand rand levy. Um, yeah, that's just a ballpark. And it does indicate that there, is, that sh there should be uh, sufficient maintenance carried out in the complex. Okay, so there's a sufficient budget for it. Yeah. And then obviously as a, as a, as an owner, um, just going back when you were talking about that 10 year fund, um, you have a right as an owner to go, Hey guys, do you have this thing in place? So, so we can ask about it. Yes, of course. And, uh, usually it's reviewed at the annual general meeting, uh, where owners or every owner is invited. And then you're going to review the budget. You're going to consent to the budget or you're going to object to the budget. And then that all depends on how you voted. And if majority of the owners actually reject or object to the budget, then the owners and trustees will have to sit round tables again, um, to see how, you know, what type of contracts they're going to be reviewing and, uh, uh, what contracts can be terminated, you know, just to adjust the budget a bit. Okay. You know what? It, it, it actually, you know, whether you're a tenant or an owner, you don't always think about these things because you take it for granted. I mean, if I think about the complex that, that we're in now, um, you know, there's an automated security gate and automated access and fingerprints and all sorts of things. You can come and go. They look after the place beautifully. Um, every unit has got an internal alarm. You just take it all for granted until it doesn't work, you know, and then suddenly you yeah. go, ah, okay. So it's it's well worth, you know, getting involved in this, finding out what it's about. And then again, Dora, if I'm an owner and I see there's something that's that's not being done in the complex, let's say maintenance of, of the little gardens, et cetera, et cetera, the public places, um, I am allowed to talk to um, the, the, the body corporate about that. Absolutely. You can seek the avenue to speak to the trustees. And if the trustees are dysfunctional or they're not responsive, you approach the body corporate, you approach other owners to uh, sort of uh, do a pet petition uh, to raise a special general meeting just to discuss, you know, um, uh, how, 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 how to ca carry things forward. Um, yeah, so like if you are the owner, you have the common interest in the, in the complex, you want to protect your investment, that is the right, you know, you do, you need to um, access. All right. Now, again, in, in one of the places I've lived in uh, prior, um, they had to uh, get into contact with the owner because there was um, a security upgrade that they wanted to do. And there wasn't sort of funds for that. So what they wanted to do is get everybody to put in some extra cash for the upgrade. Is that is that something that they can do? Is, has it got a name? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so this type of fund uh, that you raise is called special levies. And usually that is raised by body corporate and uh, homeowner association, the board of trustees. Um, however, the special levies are only raised when yeah, when the agreed budget has been exceeded. So let's say, for your example, uh, the upgrades of the security system is, let's say, 50,000 Rand, okay? And mm. at the annual general meeting, they only agreed a provisional uh, upgrade budget of 20,000 Rand. So then you would have to go back to the, to the owners and raise that special levy. 
you mm-hmm. you you get you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um if you know if the budget is, is exceeded, you need to get consent from majority of owners before you carry out the special levies. Whereas if the budget is within uh what has been agreed at the AGM, the special levies can be raised straight away by by the trustees. Mm. It's interesting that you say that because one of the questions uh, that that I'd like to ask you is with this particular security issue at the complex that I was at, um, as it turned out, um, the contracts that uh, these guys had signed, um, it was it was sort of you know my my brother's cousin's auntie who ran the company, uh-huh. and there was a, a whole thing with with the amount of money, the contracts that were being signed. If I am a member of the the body corporate or the homeowners association, can I look at those those contracts? Absolutely, and I mean you can. Well, not that only you can look at the contract. You can also set restrictions at the annual general meeting to say, "Hey, listen, this is the restriction we're putting in that no family relatives or friends a company will be allowed as a contractor for the complex." So some uh, um, trustees may abuse their rights and then to get sort of like a kickback on the contracts, right? So that's something the owners uh, within these states will be able to restrict on. And uh, that should prevent the example that you just gave me. But a lot of owners are not uh, sort of trained or educated in the way that they can impose this type of restrictions. Right, so it's very, very important. I think uh, we previously touched base on um, our which episode where we talked about the restrictions on trustees, and maybe listeners can can revisit that episode. Yeah, yeah, not a bad idea. Mm. Um, so to to wrap it up, okay, um, the whole idea behind levies is is what because. You know, I mean, a lot of times, and I know people moan about levies all the time, but to my mind, it says if if your your complex looks good and it's well kept, um, your investment should be protected and and you know grow. Is is that the case? Yes, yes, uh, definitely, it's spot on. The the levies should actually protect the investments of your property. So that your property is well maintained and upgraded over time. All right. So high levies don't necessarily mean that you are overcharged. Once again, you're going to compare Apple with Apple. All right. While low levies could actually sometimes mean poor upkeep, uh, upkeep or management. All right. So, so I think yeah, it's important that you're comparing Apple with Apple when you're purchasing a property for investment purpose. Um, uh, and uh, you compare the facilities within, you know, all these com- uh, facilities will have to be maintained at a cost. Mm. All right. Well, I think it gives us a nice overview there, Doris. So if anybody wants to find out more information. Yes. So please feel free. If you've got uh, any questions relating to levies or any property questions, please feel free to drop us an email on terry at reflows.co.za. That's T-E-R-R-Y at reflows.co.za. And don't forget uh, to check out our Facebook and LinkedIn page, uh, Reflows Property Development. Awesome. Dora, thank you so much. Uh, That was very informative. Once again, I've learned about uh, 
some stuff I wasn't too sure of. So it wraps it up for this edition of the Reef Lords Pod Academy. It's proudly brought to you by Reef Lords. Think home, think Reef Lords.